Chapter Twenty Two of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Found at last. When Bert, with his father, cousin Jasper, and Captain Crane, got back to the place where Mrs. Bobbsey had been left with Nan and the two smaller twins, the camp on Orange Island was nearly finished. The tents had been put up, and the oil stove was ready for cooking. "'Didn't you find that poor boy?' asked Mrs. Bobbsey. "'No, we saw no trace of him,' her husband answered. "'Oh, isn't that too bad?' "'Yes, I am very sorry,' sighed Cousin Jasper. "'But I have not yet given up. "'I'll stay here until either I find him "'or make sure what has happened to him. "'Poor Jack has no relatives, and I am his nearest friend. "'I feel almost as though he were my son.' We will find him if he is on this island. Bert and the others who had walked around to the other side of the island, hoping that Jack might be found, were tired from their trip, and when they got back were glad to sit on the beach in the shade. A meal was soon ready, and when they had eaten, they all felt better. It is too late to do much more searching today, said Cousin Jasper, but we will start early in the morning and this they did after a quiet night spent on the island. As soon almost as the sun had risen, the Bobbsey twins were up, and Bert and Nan gathered oranges for breakfast. "'I wish we could live here always,' said Freddy. "'I'd never have to go to the store for any fruit. "'But if we stayed here, we couldn't have Snap or Snoop "'or Dinah or Sam or anybody like that from Lakeport,' put in Flossie. "'Couldn't we, Mother?' asked the little boy. "'Course we couldn't,' insisted Flossie. "'Well, I guess it would be hard to bring from Lakeport all the friends "'and all the things you like there,' said Mrs. Bobbsey. "'Well, then, we'll go back home after we find Jack,' decided Freddy. "'Breakfast over, the search for the missing boy was begun once more, "'Mrs. Bobbsey and the smaller twins going along. "'In some places, however, the way was rough and steep, and once, on top of a little hill, Freddy suddenly cried, "'Look out! I'm coming!' And come he did, but in a queer way, for he slipped and fell and rolled to the bottom, bringing up with a bump against a stump. "'Oh, my dear little fat fireman, did you hurt yourself?' asked his father. Freddy did not answer at first. He slowly got to his feet, looked up the hill down which he had rolled, and then at the stump, which was covered with moss. I, I guess I'm all right, he said. He's so fat he didn't get hurt, said Cousin Jasper. Fat boys and girls are just the kind to bring to a place like this. They can't get hurt easily. Freddy laughed, and so did the others, and then they went on again. They looked in different places for the missing boy, and called his name many times. But all the sounds they heard in answer were those of the waves dashing on the beach, or the cries of the seabirds. "'It is very strange,' said Captain Crane. "'If that boy was here about a week ago, "'you'd think we could find some trace of him, "'some place where he had built a fire "'or set up a signal so it would be seen by passing ships. "'I believe, Mr. Dent, that he must have been taken away, "'and when we get back to St. Augustine, "'he'll be there waiting for us.' "'Well, perhaps you are right,' said Cousin Jasper, "'but we will make sure. "'We'll stay here a week, anyhow, 
and search every part of Orange Island. They had brought their lunch with them, so they would not have to go back to the camp when noon came, and finding a pleasant place on the beach near a little spring of water, they sat down to rest. Flossie and Freddie, as often happened, finished long before the others did, and soon they strolled off hand in hand down the sands. "'Where are you going, children?' called Mrs. Bobbsey to them. "'Oh, just for a walk,' Freddie answered. "'And maybe we'll see Jack,' added Flossie. "'I only wish they would, but it is too much to hope for,' said Cousin Jasper, and he looked worried. Bert, Nan, and the others stayed for some little time after lunch, sitting in the shade on the beach and talking. They were just about to get up and once more start the search, when Flossie and Freddie came running back. One look at their faces told their mother that something had happened. "'What is it, children?' she asked. "'We—we found a big black cave,' answered Freddy, somewhat out of breath. "'And—and—they's a—a giant in it,' added Flossie, who was also breathing hard. "'A cave!' cried Mr. Bobbsey. "'What do you mean by a giant in it?' asked Cousin Jasper. "'Well, when you see a big black hole in the side of a hill, isn't that a cave?' asked Freddy. "'It surely is,' said his father. "'And when you hear somebody make a big noise like, "'Boo! Boo! Maybe that's a giant, like it is in the story,' said Flossie. "'Oh, I guess perhaps you heard the wind moaning in a cave,' said Captain Crane. "'No, there wasn't any wind blowing,' Freddy said. "'And surely enough, there was not. The day was clear and calm.' "'We heard the booing noise,' Freddy said.' "'Are you sure it wasn't a mooing noise such as the cows make?' asked Nan. "'There aren't any cows on Orange Island, are there, Cousin Jasper?' asked Bert. "'I think not. Tell me, children, just what you heard and where it was,' he said to Flossie and Freddie. Then the little twins told of walking along the hill that led up from the beach and of seeing a big hole, a regular cave.' They went in a little way, and then they heard the strange moaning sound. Cousin Jasper seemed greatly excited. I believe there may be something there, he said. We must go and look. If they heard a noise in the cave, it may be that it was caused by some animal, or it may be that it was... Jack! exclaimed Bert. Maybe it's Jack. Maybe, said Cousin Jasper. We'll go to look. Cousin Jasper and Mr. Bobbsey walked on ahead with Flossie and Freddie, to show where they had seen the big black hole. It was not far away, but so hidden by bushes that it could have been seen only by accident, unless someone knew where it was. Outside the entrance they all stopped. Listen, said Flossie. It was quiet for a moment, and then came a sound that surely was a groan, as if someone was in pain. Who's in there? cried Cousin Jasper. "'I am,' was the faint answer. "'Oh, will you please come in and help me? "'I fell and hurt my leg, and I can't walk, and—' "'Are you Jack Nelson?' cried Cousin Jasper. "'Yes, that's my name. "'A friend and I were wrecked on this island, but I can't find him, and—' "'But he's found you,' cried Mr. Dent. "'Oh, Jack, I've found you, I've found you. "'I've come back to get you. "'Now you'll be all right.' Into the cave rushed Cousin Jasper, followed by the others. Mr. Bobbsey and Captain Crane had pocket electric flashlights, and by these they could see someone 
lying on a pile of moss in one corner of the cavern. It was a boy, and one look at him showed that he was ill. His face was flushed as if from fever, and a piece of sailcloth was tied around one leg. Near him, on the ground where he was lying, were some oranges, and a few pieces of very dry crackers, called pilot biscuits by the sailors. Oh, Jack, what has happened to you? Are you hurt, and have you been in this cave all the while? asked Mr. Dent. No, not all the while, though I've been in here now for nearly a week, I guess, ever since I hurt my leg. I can crawl about a little, but I can't climb up and down the hill, so I got in here to stay out of the storms, and I thought no one would ever come to me. You poor boy, softly said Mrs. Bobbsey. Don't talk any more now. Wait until you feel better, and then you can tell us all about it. Poor boy. Are you hungry? asked Freddy, for that, to him, seemed about the worst thing that could happen. No, not so very, answered Jack. When I found I couldn't get around any more, or not so well, on my sore leg, I crawled to the trees and got some oranges. I had a box of the biscuit and some other things that washed ashore from the wreck after you went away, he said to Cousin Jasper. Well, tell us about it later, said Mr. Bobbsey. Now we are going to take care of you. They made a sort of little bed on poles with pieces of the sailcloth, and the men carried Jack to the camp. There Captain Crane, who knew something about doctoring, bound up his leg, and when the lost boy had been given some hot soup and put in a comfortable bed, he felt much better. A little later he told what had happened to him. After you became so sick, said Jack to Cousin Jasper, the others listening to the story, I walked to the other end of the island to see if I could not see from there some ship I could signal to come and get us. I was so tired I must have fallen asleep when I sat down to rest. And when I woke up and went back to where you had been, Mr. Dent, you weren't there. I didn't know what had happened to you, and I couldn't find you. Men came in a boat and took me away, said Cousin Jasper, though I didn't know it at the time. When I found myself in the hospital, I wondered where you were, but they all thought I was out of my head when I wanted them to come to the island and rescue you, so I had to send for Mr. Bobbsey to come. And we found the cave, didn't we? cried Freddy. Yes, only for you and Flossie, just stumbling on it, as it were, said his father. We might still be hunting for Jack. I'm glad we found you, said Flossie. So am I, added Freddy. I'm glad myself, Jack said, with a smile at the Bobbsey twins. I was getting tired of staying on the island all alone. What did you do all the while, asked Bert. Did you feel like Robinson Crusoe? Well, a little, Jack answered, but I didn't have as much as Robinson had from the wreck of his ship. But I managed to get enough to eat and I had the cave to stay in. I found that other one and went into that, as it was better than where we first were, he said to Mr. Dent. I made smudges of smoke and set up signals of cloth, the boy went on, but a storm blew one of my poles down, and I guess no one saw my signals. Yes, Captain Harrison did, but it was so stormy he couldn't get close enough to take you from the island, said Captain Crane. And then we came on as soon as we could, added Cousin Jasper, 
Oh, Jack, I'm so glad we have found you, and that you are all right. You had a hard time. Yes, it was sort of hard, the boy admitted, but it's a good thing oranges grow here. I got some clams, too, and I found a nest of turtles' eggs and roasted some of them. I didn't like them much, but they stopped me from being hungry. Well, now we'll feed you on the best in camp, said Mrs. Bobbsey. And I caught a turkle once, added Flossie. I guess you mean the turtle caught you, said Nan with a laugh. But now Jack's troubles were over. As he was weak from not having had good food and from being ill, it was decided to keep him at the camp for a short while. In that time the Bobbsey twins had a good time on Orange Island, and when he was able to walk about, even though he had to limp on a stick for a crutch, Jack went about with the children, showing them the different parts of the cave where he had stayed. He could not have lived there much longer alone, for his food was almost gone, when Flossie and Freddie heard him groaning in the cavern. "'And we thought you were a giant,' said Flossie, with a laugh. They had found by accident what the others had been looking for so carefully, but could not find. And Jack had no idea his friends were on the island until they walked into the cave with the flashing lights. "'Oh, I'm glad we traveled on the deep blue sea,' said Nan, about a week after Jack had been found. "'This is the nicest adventure we ever had.'" These were happy days on Orange Island. Jack rapidly grew better, and would soon be able to make the trip back to St. Augustine in the motorboat. But it was so lovely on that island in the deep blue sea that the Bobbseys stayed there nearly a month, and by that time they were all as brown as berries, including Jack, who had been pale because of his illness. So the lost and lonely boy was found, and he and Cousin Jasper were better friends than ever, and as for the Bobbsey twins, though they had had many adventures on this voyage, still others were in store for them. But now we will say good-bye for a time. End of chapter 22 Recording by Nan Dodge End of the Bobsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope